You are Locked On Clemson, your daily podcast on the Clemson Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Tiger Nation. Welcome to the Locked On Clemson Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your first order. Locked On Clemson Podcast is your Tigers every day, five days a week, a daily glance into what's going on in Clemson athletics. And right now, the hot topic continues to be the number one team in college football. On this episode today, We'll get into some updates coming from Clemson head coach Dabo Sweeney, both of the personnel variety and what he thinks of their upcoming opponent, the Virginia Cavaliers. That game, of course, scheduled for 8 p.m. Saturday night inside Memorial Stadium in Tigertown. We'll also dive in today into how much of a test can Virginia give Clemson on Saturday. Now remember, the Tigers opened up with Wake Forest and the Citadel. The starting lineups have hardly played enough football to really answer some serious questions like what is the identity of this team? Who are they? What are they trying to do? We have a good idea, but essentially when you have two preseason games, not a lot of questions have been necessarily answered. Will the Cavaliers be a team that can prepare Clemson for what's coming down the road? Can they give the Tigers enough of a test and answer some of these questions? We'll dive into that. Also coming up later on, Trevor Lawrence and the NFL continues to be a hot topic Every Sunday that carries over into Monday, sometimes Tuesday and Wednesday. I brought this up last Thursday during the Clemson Tigers in the Pros segment, and we'll revisit it. I thought I needed a little bit more room to breathe today. Plus, you'll get to hear from Clemson star quarterback what he thinks about all the attention he's getting from fans who want their team to draft him with the first overall pick in the 2021 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Brad Sinkov. You can follow me on Twitter, at Brad Sinkov. That's with a W at the end. I'm the deputy editor for allclemson.com, and I co-host the Press Box on 105.5 The Roar in Clemson. And I'm going to take you on a daily glance, Monday through Friday, your Clemson Tigers on the Locked On Clemson Podcast. Clemson head coach Dabo Sweeney said in his weekly address to the media that he's glad to be back playing football. It was fun. To, to have a bye week, to watch other teams, to learn from other teams, and to learn more about his team as well. But he really missed being out there on the field on a Saturday. Well, he's going to get that opportunity in a night game in Death Valley. He's really excited. He loves the night games, loves the atmosphere, but he also doesn't care what time of the day they play. He's just happy to be playing college football. And I think that's sort of the resounding feel around the game right now, that nobody really cares about all other stuff. I remember when people used to complain about kickoff times and uh, too early and don't don't get to tailgate long enough or you don't get to tailgate much at all these days. I think a lot of people are just very grateful to be able to uh, see football, watch football, coach football, and play football. Sweeney likes where his team is health-wise heading into this game, and here's what he had to say about injuries. Our team's in a good place health-wise. Uh, we pretty much have – you know, everybody that, that we expected to be back uh, is practicing. Uh, and, uh, you know, we've got a couple of longer-term guys like Rook, uh, Luke Price, uh, that, uh, you know, are, are out uh, for a little, little more extended time, Justin Foster. Uh, but the rest of those guys are, are, are here. So this is really the first time in quite a while that we've had um, uh, everybody on the practice field. So hopefully 
uh, we can continue to you know do what we need to do, and uh, you know uh, have good test results. You know uh, Wednesday and Friday, and not have any setbacks there, and uh, have a great week of practice. Uh, but uh, again, appreciate our fans, and uh, look forward to seeing everyone in the valley Saturday night that uh, can come. The newsiest comment there from Coach Sweeney is that Justin Foster is still not ready to go, and he was asked specifically about Foster in terms of a timetable. And Coach Sweeney said that the senior defensive end really doesn't have one, and he's just waiting to be cleared by the doctors. And I feel like I've talked about this about every day for the last week, but there's still not a lot of information on why Justin Foster is not available and when he can be available. As of right now, he's still listed as day-to-day. I talked earlier this week about how COVID-19 testing was going to be a big storyline this week because the Tigers coming off a bye week. You just don't know what all the players have been doing and and where they've been and who they've been around. So far, so good on that front uh, coming from Coach Sweeney. But I think what was interesting that he had to say this week too about it is just the uncertainty that goes on as coaches sit there and wait out every text message, every phone call, especially on the days after testing or maybe even that night and really trying to figure out what their roster is going to look like for the upcoming game. Uh, it's just, yeah, it's just our norm now. I mean, it, you know, it, it's not just Sunday. It's, it's Wednesday. It's Friday. So, and it's not really that day. It's the next day or that night. You know, because typically I find out either, depending on when the test is, I find out either that night or the next morning. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. When you see that Danny Poole text message come across, you take a deep breath uh, before you open it up. So, uh, but I'm proud of our guys. Our guys are really locked in and doing a great job um, of, of doing what they need to do to uh, stay, stay as healthy as they possibly can. It's hard enough in the media trying to keep track of who's going to play and who's not going to play and how hectic that makes Saturdays. I can't imagine what it's like for coaches and the players who you don't even know if the guy beside you is going to be able to suit up or not. Another quick personnel update involves, once again, Darian Kendrick. I had hoped that this had gone away. This story was no longer going to be something that needed to be addressed. Coach Winnie was asked about Kendrick. I had asked Brent Venables yesterday uh, if he was still in the doghouse, and and Coach Venables said no, he was never in his doghouse, and he said uh, that he did confirm that Coach Winnie had mentioned some things about some discipline. However, when Coach Winnie was asked about it again on Tuesday, here's what he had to say about Darian Kendrick. Not sure where that's coming from. Uh, I've given him some love. I, I don't know about discipline, but I've given him a little love. Uh, but he's, uh, you know, DK's great. A little discipline, a little love. What's the difference? Regardless, it does not sound like there's any issues here with uh, Darian Kendrick, even though Coach Winnie had said that he wanted to get his attention and wanted to make sure he understood how important academics were. So whether it was sitting out a game for discipline or love or whatever, uh, it sounds like everybody has now moved on from that. Will the real Clemson please stand up? Maybe we'll get an answer to that question with Virginia coming to town on Saturday night. It's certainly going to be a late evening. Keep your energy up with a Built Bar. Yes, go to BuiltBar.com today. The peanut butter offers you 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, just 5 grams of net carbs, and you're going to get that 100% covered in chocolate taste. It's soft. It's easy to chew. It's for the health-conscious guy. Yes, it's going to help you lose or maintain weight, but you get to indulge in that delicious treat. So make sure if you're going to stay up late and long on Saturday, you get the caramel brownie or the cookies and cream 
the carrot cake. That's just a couple of their brand new six flavors, 18 in all at Built Bar. All you have to do is simply go to BuiltBar.com. And right now, offering you a free cooler with purchase while supplies last. So start by going to BuiltBar.com, use promo code Locked On, and you'll get $10 off your next order. Use promo code Locked On for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. When it comes to valuing football teams, I'm really big on identity. I want to know who you are, what your plan is, what you do well, what you don't do well. Being able to understand those things as a team is what makes you good. And if you never really find that, it's hard to grasp and hard to understand what kind of season you're going to have. Well, here we are looking at the Clemson Tigers, number one team in college football. There's no doubt there's talent all over the football field. And we've seen that through two weeks. We've seen Trevor Lawrence. We've seen Travis Etienne look really good at that dynamic backfield that Clemson has. But at the same time, we don't really quite know exactly what Clemson's going to be. And that's okay. It's only two games in. They've had a bye week now to figure some things out, to grow up some young players. But still, looking to see what the identity becomes here. And Brent Venables talked about that yesterday on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, offensively, I mean, clearly Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne are the focal points, but exactly what does Clemson want to do? And I think they're trying to still figure that out. In the first game, we saw the offense use the middle of the field a great deal, introduce the tight ends back into this scheme and the slot receiver. And then against the Citadel, it was pretty much do-whatever-you-want game. And you didn't see as much Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne, and you saw a lot of backups in there, a lot of rotations at offensive line building depth. That's always one of the calling cards. That is always part of the identification, the identity of a Dabo Sweeney football team. But who they want to be, the mentality they want to have right now, I think so far through this only part of the season, it's been a team that's grateful to be out there. A team that just really, really soaks up every bit of time it can on the football field. But now things are starting to change. Now Clemson heads into a game against Virginia where it's going to be more imperative to be focused, be prepared, understand your opponent a lot better, and again, know your strengths and your weaknesses. And they've had some time to work and figure that out. The question, though, is will Virginia really be the test that Clemson needs here? Because I think Clemson does need at least some sort of litmus test. They need to kind of gauge a little bit better about who they are and and what they're going to do. They just weren't going to get that against Wake Forest and the Citadel. And it's resembled more of a preseason, if you will, an extension of the offseason. And now, Virginia, with Miami coming up next week, you kind of need the Cavaliers, if you're Dabo Sweeney, to test you in certain areas. They had that big six foot seven Lavelle Davis receiver on the outside. How does Clemson handle a guy of that size? Put the corners to the test. Going to have Darian Kendrick back in full. You're going to have Mario Goodrich back on the field. And then you got to work in Andrew Booth and Sheridan Jones, Anthony Williams, all these guys. See where they're at. Really test and get an idea of how they match up. And you want to see if Clemson, against experienced players, really steps up to the task here. You go through and you look at the Virginia roster. And up and down, besides the quarterback, Brendan Armstrong, you see junior, senior, junior, junior, senior. It's loaded with experience. Now, that doesn't equal talent and the ability to hang around for four quarters. But what it does is it puts players who know what they're doing against a Clemson team that does have some inexperience in certain spots. Up front on defensive line, in the rotation on offensive line, uh, some in the secondary for Clemson, some of the receiving core still trying to grow up 
And I think that's going to allow Clemson, if Virginia is prepared and shows up and can give them the kind of test, to at least start to identify exactly what Clemson wants to be. They don't have to have it all figured out by the end of this game. But to me, I want to know, can you get Travis Etienne and, and Trevor Lawrence to play more than, than two quarters or three or three quarters or, or two and a half quarters? Can they stay on the football field? Not that you're not trying to embarrass the, uh, the opponent or run up a huge score, but those guys need some more reps. Miami's going to be a, a test, okay? My, Miami's not a test. Miami's a contender right now in the ACC, in my opinion. I, In fact, in my weekly power rankings that I put together for allclemson.com, I had Miami number two behind Clemson. Do I think the Hurricanes are in the same tier as the Tigers? No, I'm not going that far. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not putting them up there. But I do think they're in the same tier as a Notre Dame or a North Carolina. And if either one of those two teams was coming to Death Valley a week from Saturday, you would at least be thinking in terms of, okay, this is a possible game that Clemson could lose. Doesn't mean they won't be heavily favored. But against Virginia, a four-touchdown favorite right now, you just wonder what kind of test can Virginia give them. Can Clemson answer the bell, too? And that bell being, can you continue to come out and have energy and be enthused. There's not going to be a ton of fans in the stands. You're going to have to create some of your own excitement as you run down the hill. Can they do and create all those things and not sort of fall into a lull? And I think that's what's happened to some college football teams. You might come out and feel really good. You might be, uh, ha- you might have your energy level way up, and then you get a quarter in and it starts to fall, or you have a bad turnover and it just snowballs on you. I don't think that's going to happen to this team. I think there's too much experience and too much veteran leadership in some very important areas. But what happens if it does? What happens if Clemson has a good first quarter, struggles a little bit in the second? Can they come back at halftime, make adjustments, and get back on on track, get back on schedule, if you will, on both sides of the ball? So there's still a lot that can happen in this Virginia game just besides winning. Because, I I mean, Clemson's a four-touchdown favorite. They're not going to lose to Virginia. But you know what? NC State came in the Death Valley in 2016. Clemson was asleep at the wheel, had no idea what was going on, and the Wolfpack challenged them behind a quarterback who knew what he was doing in Ryan Finley for four quarters. In fact, took him to overtime, where Clemson ended up pulling that game out because NC State had missed a field goal in regulation. So let's see what Brennan Armstrong, this quarterback for Virginia, can do. The lefty uh, drew some interesting comparisons from Coach Dabo Sweeney. Here's what he had to say about Virginia's signal caller. The chance to, to see him uh, this past Saturday was, was really good, uh, other than he's a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a challenge, he's a problem, he's a really good player. Uh, looks like a, you know, a young Steve Young running around out there, lefty, crafty, creative, extends plays, tough runner, uh, really good size, uh, accurate thrower, uh, really has no fear, puts the ball up, trusts his guys to make competitive plays for him. Steve Young, Hall of Famer. To be fair, if you look at Armstrong, he's 6'2", 215 pounds. Steve Young was 6'2", 215 pounds. I don't know if Armstrong's quite a Hall of Famer just yet uh, after one collegiate start, but certainly Coach Sweeney thinks very highly of what he's seen from the crafty lefty. I, I like that. Crafty is a good word. I think describe a quarterback of Brennan's caliber, uh, still has a a long way to go in terms of development, understanding his offense, Uh, but clearly the redshirt freshman was able to dissect Duke a little bit when he went 24 of 45, passing for two touchdowns, 269 yards, 
and two interceptions. He did run the ball 10 times for 47 yards. So Clemson will have to keep an eye on that from him. How much of a test this Virginia team really gives Clemson? We'll find out Saturday at 8 p.m. What we do know is that Trevor Lawrence will be popular on Sunday, and I'll tell you why. He's all the rage on social media, and not just from the Clemson fan base. Sunday afternoon, I sat down to watch some NFL and fired up the computer to do a little work while I watched football on the weekend, and I pulled up my Twitter account, and I noticed on the right side of the page where it has trending, it said Trevor. It didn't say Lawrence or Trevor Lawrence or Tank for Trevor. It was just simply the word Trevor. That is the kind of response he is generating on social media. People are just using his first name. It's like Kobe and Shaq and Tiger. Like He's just becoming Trevor on social media on Sundays. He's not even playing on Sundays. Trevor Lawrence has become a very popular figure among the losing teams. Those who are out to get him in the 2021 NFL Draft. He's projected to be the first pick overall. And NFL teams are already salivating, at least their fans are, at getting Trevor Lawrence in their franchise, hopefully turning their franchise around. And they're very active and vocal on social media. Here's what Trevor Lawrence had to say about his newfound popularity on Sundays? Uh, I mean, I think it's, I try to ignore it as much as possible. Obviously, you know, if you're on social media at all, you can't help but see some of it. But uh, it's just it's just funny. It's a, it's a new team every week. So I don't think there's real, any real insight of what's going to happen. It's a long season. It's only been three games for the NFL. We're in our third game. I mean, it's just, you just don't know. But it, it's kind of interesting seeing, you know, all the stuff that kind of comes to me, it's just it's just kind of funny. But I, I don't take it too seriously. You can't really – I know in this position you can't really predict where you're going to go, what's going to happen. You just you just don't know. So all I can do is um, enjoy my time while I'm here, uh, perform the best I can, and, and just enjoy where I'm at right now. We'll see. Um, we'll see next year what happens. It's also interesting that Trevor Lawrence doesn't even really watch that much NFL. He said he didn't really grow up doing that. He pulled for the Falcons because – they're close to his hometown of Lawrenceville, Georgia, and a lot of his friends were Falcons fans, so that's just you know the team that he rooted for. But really, he's not been that big of a quote-unquote NFL guy. Well, he's about to be coming up very soon. And while he says he can't predict where he's going to end up, I can. And that's sort of the fun right now, the speculation, the Trevor sweepstakes, the take for Trevor, whatever you want to call it. It is, it is certainly something that is, one of the, in my opinion, one of the biggest storylines in the NFL thus far. Now, it's, it's one that's way down the road, obviously. It's something that is for the bottom barrel teams in the NFL, so it's not going to necessarily dominate headlines. But it is going to continue to be a storyline throughout this fall. And where Trevor Lawrence ends up, I mentioned the Jets the other day, and that's a team that I'm keeping an eye on because I just do not think New York is sold on Sam Darnold I know they took him in the first round a couple of years ago, but that simply isn't working out, and they look awful. The other team that looks absolutely atrocious right now in the NFL is the New York Giants. If I were power ranking teams, those would be my bottom two. I really, really think that they're, they're both in for very long seasons. Would the Giants stump Daniel Jones this early in the process to take Trevor Lawrence? I don't think so, but I do think one of those two teams has the first pick. Now, if it's the Giants... Could they trade? Could they hold a, a King's ransom for Trevor Lawrence? 100%. And I would not be one bit surprised if that was the case. 
Uh, so it, it's going to be something to continue to keep an eye on. Maybe some other teams. I don't know. Minnesota Vikings at 0-3 right now. I don't think they're very good, but they got so much money invested in Kirk Cousins. And you got to think they're at least going to win a, several games this season and maybe not fall into that bottom of the barrel like the Jets and the Giants. And then, of course, there's that hometown team that I just mentioned, the Atlanta Falcons, who are 0-3 right now and look like everything could be falling apart. Dan Quinn on the hot seat. Thomas Dimitrov, the GM, on the hot seat. You're not sure what Arthur Blank's going to do long-term there, but it's hard to believe, or I should say short-term, it's hard to believe he keeps those two together much longer. And if the Falcons blow it up, what do they do with Matt Ryan? Do they look to bring in Trevor Lawrence and maybe have him sit a little bit behind Matt Ryan? I mean, that sounds ludicrous to say. After all, Matt Ryan did take the Falcons to a Super Bowl, except that was the biggest comeback in Super Bowl history when the Patriots beat them. Yikes. And then, of course, this year, he's looked good, but he can't lead his team to victory in the fourth quarter. Okay, I'm not making a very good case for Matt Ryan right now as they've had two unbelievable um, collapses just this season alone. Matt Ryan has three years left on his current contract. He's not a free agent until 2024, so maybe that's not going to work out. Plus, look, the Falcons are, while they continue to have these utterly boneheaded uh, late-game mishaps, they're still a football team that looks like it's going to win some football games this year. They do not, in my opinion, look like the New York Giants and the New York Jets. It's hard to say where Trevor Lawrence would fit in right now because none of these teams are any good. Could he handle the pressure of being in New York? I think he could. I think he's laid back. I think he's humble enough. You've seen him take the center stage with platforms this year, so I don't think he would shy away from the attention that that comes with playing for a team in New York. But at the same time, I don't wish the Jets upon anybody. That's going to wrap up this episode of Locked on Clemson. Make sure you're following me on Twitter at Brad Sinkup. That's S-E-N-K-I-W. And make sure you're following the Locked on Clemson podcast Twitter account at Clemson Locked on. Hit that subscribe button. Download. Tell your friends. Tell your family where they can get daily coverage Monday through Friday, of your Clemson Tigers, the number one team right now in college football. On the Thursday episode, make sure you tune in. Going to have Tigers in the pros. We'll also be breaking down Clemson and Virginia in a lot more detail. Thank you so much for joining me. Tiger Nation, have a great day. Take care. Talk to you tomorrow.